Stone gets the puck after the draw. Petrangelo shoots, save, and a rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson finds the puck in the slot, pots the rebound, and the Knights are back in the lead, 3-2. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Without it, oh, and a tip puck and a shot, they score! Michael Abadio, the Knights win it in overtime! 5-4 Vegas! A double overtime victory for the Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman. Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... I've never seen anything like it. What's going on in the National Hockey League over the last three days, and potentially a fourth straight day, that you could have Tampa, three straight finals. The Toronto Maple Leafs uh, upsetting the Tampa Bay Lightning in that series. Uh, The Boston Bruins record-setting season. Best ever. Uh, they fall by the wayside by the last year's President's Trophy winners, the, the Florida Panthers. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, defending Stanley Cup champions, out by a second-year team. And now the New York Rangers, who bulked up and won every trade deadline acquisition. And they're on the ropes against the New Jersey Devils. You could have Tampa out, mm-hmm. Colorado out, uh, the Boston Bruins out, and the New York Rangers. Look at those four markets. Mm-hmm. How just... Spectacular! Those four markets are with their superstars, all out in four consecutive days in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It makes me appreciate what the Vegas Golden Knights did in five mm-hmm. even more. Yeah, get, they they got the job done, and that's really what it comes down to for the Golden Knights. They were the heavy favorite in their first round matchup, and they got the job taken care of. And they did it on home ice too, which is pretty wild when you start to think about. The teams that are winning Game 7s, you look at Seattle yesterday and Florida, go into and on the road, and they get the job done there. So there's a lot to like about what the Golden Knights were able to do in the first round. But for Vegas fans, you get to turn your attention now to round number two, something that Boston Bruins fans can't do, something that Colorado Avalanche fans can't do, something that Tampa Bay Lightning fans can't do. But you still get Toronto through. That's a major boost for the mm-hmm. National Hockey League and hopes there. And the two best players in the game are through in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. And the Vegas Golden Knights, who are the story of the National Hockey League for the last six years, coming out of uh, uh, the expansion uh, process and being able to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. you got some big stories. And Vegas against Edmonton in the second-round set will be fascinating in the contradictions between Edmonton and the Golden Knights and how they execute success. Mm -hmm. It's staggering how different they are. Yet, during the regular season, one had 111 points, the other one 109. Both were 50-win seasons, Mm -hmm. and they battled until the very last game for the Pacific Division title. But that's where the similarities basically end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the Edmonton Oilers and... You know, they're obviously paced by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, two of the best talents in the game right now. But the Edmonton Oilers are not just Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They've added some pieces, but this is a team that gets a lot of their production on the power play. They go 
and, and give you a lot of different looks. They play a ton on on the heels of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. So for the Golden Knights, we talked about how good they were in the first round, how they were able to get superstar uh, caliber players to to deliver at that level. But to me, this series is going to really depend on the depth of the Golden Knights versus what the 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 Edmonton Oilers have this this round. Yeah, you said they're more than Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. They are more than that. Yes, mm. they're 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 mm. not a lot more than that. But okay, that sounds like a lot of coach speak. No, no, no. That, that that's coming from okay. from the uh, on on the Edmonton Oilers. That's what it sounds because those two players play twenty four minutes a night. There's Evan and Bouchard. Everything runs there's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. There's a Vander Kane. Like they're more well, how, than how just, many how many people do you think? Let's say the game the series goes six. Uh-huh. How many times do you think you'll seriously dive in to anybody else in this series beyond those two and Stuart Skinner, which could be for <laughs> either reason, I mean, good I, or like bad? Zach Hyman won a game in the first round in overtime. You had Clem Costin come through with two game-winning goals. Like, I'm sorry, there are more than just Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. That is a total... Absolute buy-in. Did to that hockey not talk. happen in the first round? That is absolute Did that not happen hockey in the first round? talk. Did it not this happen? This team is Leon Dreisaitl. This team is Answer Connor the McDavid, question. and then everybody else rides coattails, which is not bad. Which is not bad because I would ride coattails too. And if you have the two best players in the world, you would ex- expect them to be leading the way. But to insinuate that this team has That's what I did. I a lot of that. depth beyond There's that, more that than you those gotta, two players. You got to watch out. On the whiteboard before the game. Yeah, on the how, whiteboard. How deep does it go with with <laughs> what what Bruce Cassidy so puts mean, on there? How many names does he Bruce put Cassidy's up there? He's not concerned about Evander Kane. He's not concerned about Zach Hyman. He's not concerned about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Depends on how long his pregame That's show super is. Super reductionist. It depends on how long the pregame talk is. Because did those things? Drysaddle's going to take up so much time, and then McDavid's going to take up a lot Can't of time, the and then you're going to get you're going to take on the power play, which is a combination of those two. Will others contribute? Sure, you have to have other contributions and players chip in. Not if you're just but two players. If, if it's just if you're talking about chipping in, that's a whole lot different than there's more. Than Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and once again, that's not a shot at the Oilers. That is a compliment to those two players. They stir the drink. If one of those two players goes down, what are the chances of the Edmonton Oilers getting through the the first round? Well, I think Leon minimal. Dreisaitl, I I don't dis I don't agree. Minimal. They barely got through last year when Draisaitl was fifty percent. So they had one and a half of them, and they barely got through. If they're both healthy, they're a wagon. Mm-hmm. If you take one away, they're normal. And then it also affects the power play. The, the impact of those two players is such an extreme that I, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not even sorry. It's not more than those. Two. It, I can understand coaches and players saying it. You don't want bulletin board material. I'm not a coach or a player. I'm a, I'm a fan who watches those games and... When when Drysaddle and McDavid aren't on the ice, mm-hmm. I'm at the fridge. I I cannot believe that you're discounting the effect that Evander Kane has on this team. Twenty one and six when he came back from injury. No 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 no. It's only two players. 
Clem Costin didn't the, come the, up the with guy, big goals. Look, you can oh love my God, hate. Clem Costin. Get you, you can love Pukes dad didn't come up with a big goal. Zach Hyman didn't come up with a big goal in overtime. Right, like, Nugent Hopkins didn't have 100 points. It's ridiculous. Chipping in. Yes. Let's then see that, that is an addition, too. That is no. more than just. No. <laughs> okay, Okay. that's Sorry. fine. If, if, in, if in this round... Every single goal is scored by Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, then yeah, you're absolutely right. It is just those two players. But it's not just those two players. It's those two players in the power play. That's what it is. Not Evan Bouchard? The, not, not Zach those Hyman. Those two players and Evan Bouchard plays in the power play. Oh, see? See? crazy. There you go. Why? There you go. So it's more there than two go. players. <laughs> you can't beat me at my game. I'm a master at this you're, game. You're losing I this so bad. It's not even funny. It's not the even head funny. To head. The game I make up the rules to as we go unbelievable. along. That's absolutely <laughs> He's perfect. losing at his own game. Then, then you see Vegas going with no 30-goal score. That would have had some if would have had health. But the fact is, you don't have a 30-goal score. You've got four-line depth. You have to get contributions. And, and this is the crux of the series. If you get right into... The crux, and Sean Rourke's going to join us from NHL.com. He's covering the uh, series for NHL.com. He did his uh, series preview yesterday. Uh, had him on BGK today on that podcast. He'll, he'll join us in a couple of minutes, and we'll get into the whole one versus two from 2015 and uh, goaltending and, and uh, power play versus penalty killing and uh, et cetera. But I, I think this series could come down to Vegas production on third and fourth lines when Dreisaitl and McDavid aren't out together or are split up. If you can take advantage when they're... Because when those two are out, there's a reality here. You're not really trying to score. You're just trying to keep the puck out of your net. Bruce Cassidy alluded to that uh, in a roundabout way today, and you'll hear from him in hour number two, the VGK Insider Show. So if you're not... If you're just trying to prioritize, keep the puck out... When those two guys are on the ice, when the third and the fourth line guys do get out, then you got to make some hay. Mm-hmm. And if the the lines of and I don't, who's who's your top two lines for Vegas right now? Top two, oh boy, um, it's hard not to put Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, and uh, and Brett Howden into your top two. I know they're listed as a third line, but they would be production wise one of my top two lines. From there. Probably Barbashev, Eichel, and and okay. So then you're you're gonna need stuff out of Carlson's line, mm-hmm. and you're gonna need stuff out of Waz's line. That going into the series is where I see a real opportunity for Vegas to take advantage of the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to win down the lineup. Like that's that's absolutely what's going to have to happen. You, you, we can talk about power play. We can talk about penalty kill. We can talk about all those different things. But if the Golden Knights are going to win the series, you are going to need to rely on your depth to do it. You are going to need to to rely on those players that are going to create the mismatches down the lineup. That that's how it's going to have to be for the Golden Knights. That's why you look at this lineup as balanced as it is, as a really good antidote to what the Edmonton Oilers do. Front loaded versus depth. Yes. Now, in hockey, traditionally, death beats superstars. Usually. There's exceptions. Mm -hmm. Gretzky, Lemieux, Bossy, like Mm -hmm. guys that uh, McKinnon won a championship, superstars. Superstars can take advantage of of a series. Kucherov, Stamkos, uh, one cups. 
But Crosby mm-hmm. was in there. But if you're if you got the best player like Ovechkin, how many cups has Ovechkin won? One. Sore spot. I know, but it's one. <laughs> he's gonna be the greatest. He's gonna be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. cup. Yep. Kind of proves my point. Matthews won a series. Hey, that's won a winning. The congratulations, Austin. Connor McDavid has had one great deep run. One trip to the Western Conference Final and, and won a game. So depth has come out on the right side of success mm-hmm. compared to superstars. Two superstars in their prime against depth is a matchup that I don't know whether you can physically get your head around declaring a favorite. I'm not there. With, 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 if you're... If you're True to yourself, and you're unbiased, and you, and you take a look at the at the different forms uh, of of matchup in this series. How you could pick a favorite between these two is very difficult. Does the tie go to the best player or two best players? Well, you can tell me on on mm-hmm. that logic, sure. But I can give you a host of reasons why Vegas should win, and I can give you a couple of reasons, but they're two really good reasons. Why Edmonton should win? It's mm-hmm. going to be a fascinating series. Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent. And and you know, like, listen, if the Edmonton Oilers defended on the whole better, or if you have seen enough of Stuart Skinner in terms of playoff hockey, then maybe those those the list grows a bit more. But I, I feel like as good as Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaitel are. The Golden Knights are going to get their chances. There are going to be breakdowns that they can feast on. And if Stuart Skinner's not super dialed in, the Golden Knights are going to be able to score against the Oilers. So it's, it's depth against superstars. It's five on five against power play. Sure, 100%. Where do you spend most of the game? More often than not, with, with as little penalties as the Golden Knights take, five on five. But even on in a penalty-filled game, sure. you have more five on five, even strength action, than you do in the power yeah. play. yeah. That should give Vegas some kind of edge, right? It should. Should yeah, it should. Because if you only take this is goofy logic, but it's it's logic. If you only take three power penalties a game, mm-hmm. so you only give them three power plays. Yeah, and that's where they do all their damage. Mm-hmm. You just got to score four. Yeah. You do. Like, I, I've, I've dumbed this down in my head <laughs> so much that they're going to get their production on the power play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're really good and dominant the way the analytics say you are, five on five, you should be okay. Now, the, the problem is the power play gives momentum and offers swings in, in a game. That is, is logical. Uh, I'm very curious to see what the Golden Knights coaching staff has planned to counter Edmonton's power play. Mm-hmm. They watched a very good Kings team get eaten alive. 58%. By the Oilers' power play. Extreme by extreme standards. Unreal. Now, Vegas tried something different. 
the last time that Edmonton was in here, mm-hmm. they used three defensemen on mm-hmm. the on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. The problem is they lost a faceoff, went back to the point, and it scored right away, and they never went back to it. Yeah, uh, uh, I would I would be curious to see if we see a wrinkle like that again with the depth of their their defensemen. Uh, basically, they all but but one kills penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you could you could anticipate seeing a form of that possibly. But Bruce Cassidy loves this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Loves this kind of challenge, as most coaches would. Sure. To try to come up with the magic solution to stop the other team's attack. And that that's what this is. There's going to be something that we will watch rolled out on, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I just, because I've seen almost everything thrown at Connor McDavid on the power play, I don't know what it is. Somebody, and I don't think it'll be Vegas, but somebody at some point, when they're shorthanded against Edmonton, Mm -hmm. is going to pull out the 13-year-old major peewee move. Okay. Where you just put somebody on Connor. (laughs) Somebody's going to do it. And and they've done, I I had a talk with the former National Hockey Leaguer today, and we were talking about this, Mm -hmm. and he said, people have done it five on five. Mm. They've had a a shadow of Follow Marlon. But uh, on the power play, that's a little... A little bit uh, different, but then they remembered clubs did it against Ovi in the past. Mm-hmm. They just had somebody stand there beside him and took away the one timer and made the Capitals beat you in some other fashion. Mm. It became instead of a five on four, a four on three, and Ovi just went and stood by the sideboards and took his guy out of the play, mm-hmm. which is kind of smart. Mm-hmm. They tried. He just made it because four on three is, is is still a good uh, opportunity. Somebody's going to try that. Just have follow him around because it's such a, a power play because of the way they they set it up. There's there's no structure with Connor McDavid on the power play. Mm-hmm. He he roams like a shark. Yeah, in the zone. Yep. He's not in one spot like Ovi. He's not down low like Mark Stone. He's not in the bumper spot. He's everywhere. Yeah. And trying to, you can't, so you can't play a traditional box or a triangle or man to man because you're outmanned mm-hmm. in that. And that's what really makes it dangerous. And you've got two world class players yeah. on the ice who read off each other so well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm giddy at the possibility. And there's not another person in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Who's looking forward to Edmonton being on the power play for the first time? <laughs> Except for me, because I, I want to see what they do. What 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 wrinkle is rolled out to try? And there will be something, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. kind of approach, yeah, beyond the triangle or the box. Yeah, I I'm really fascinated to see how this kind of progresses. Um, I think putting a shadow on Connor. Sounds great. Somebody until, will do it. I don't think it'll un- be in this series, but until, somebody will do it. Until you realize just how dynamic Connor McDavid is. And, and like as much as you want somebody to be able to keep up with him and shadow him, it's not that easy. And the aspect of, of this power play that that is worrisome for a lot of people, and you saw it on full display against LA in round number one, 
If you take away Connor's passing options, he has a good enough shot that he can beat a goalie. Once he is a threat to shoot, it opens up all the other lanes, and then you've got Dreisaitl's one-timer, which is absolutely deadly. You've got the net front presence there with Zach Hyman, and you've got Evan Bouchard, who understands how to get shots through, and he's got a bomb. So there are just too many options, so many options. I can't wait to see what that that chess match is going to be between Bruce Cassidy his in utilizing his penalty killers against this power play. Bouchard being able to get pucks to the net is a, is a big yeah. change on the uh, that power play from what they had before. They they acquired Ekholm, they gave up a lot on their on their power play, but Bouchard being able to step in and when he did step in, it wasn't like a, a season long okay you're going to ride these highs and lows. He got hot right away. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened when, when Vegas had three defensemen on the ice on that penalty kill that lasted about eight seconds. Yeah. It was Bouchard getting a puck through yeah. uh, and off the post. And it didn't really have a chance to to, to see it mm-hmm. firsthand and, and have it develop. But uh, the the McDavid factor, if you did shadow him, he, he is smart. He, he's fast. He's smart. He can use picks. He can... He, I don't know whether you could ever do it effectively. Mm-hmm. I just know somebody's going to try it because the, the, people are running out of options mm-hmm. to defend it. If you take away the seam, that's huge. The the cross crease, uh, across the hash marks, the Royal sure. Road that, that that they call it, that's big. Dreisaitl, McDavid going back and forth. Now, if you take that away, you might give up a shot. You hope your goaltender can come up with saves. Mm-hmm. You, you need that. Uh, the point part of it has been an eye-opener and a real problem for teams yeah. uh, to, to defend against. You are going to need, it might be a, you might see guys that don't normally kill penalties. I don't know whether that's possible at this stage of the year, but like, guys that can just flat out skate. Mm-hmm. Like Chandler Stevenson, I, I can see being effective against this this type of penalty kill sure. because he can, he can zip all over the place. You just you might need less traditional penalty killers mm-hmm. and just way more foot speed to to counter this power play. We we've talked about the Oilers' power play in the past and what you do as a penalty kill, whether or not you're a bit more passive and you're trying to pack things in versus being a little bit more aggressive. Like which direction do you think? Because your idea of getting guys that can flat out skate on the ice does that lend more toward pressure points? On the penalty kill, I, you, I, I don't trying think to you can speed be, them up. You can't be passive against yeah. them. You you can't be passive hmm. against them. That is signing your own death warrant. Sure. You give Connor McDavid time to think. The problem is, he's really good at speed. Mm-hmm. He's the best player in the world at speed. Yeah. And traffic and dealing with it. But is everybody else as good? That's what you're kind of doing here. Mm-hmm. You try to crank up the the pressure against them so nobody else can figure out what he is doing and maybe you can cause some kind of disruption on that side. Dry sidle is different. Another thing to watch with dry sidle is the quick shot. Mm-hmm. Like he won't look like he's in any position to shoot no. or or uh, any type of uh position with the, with the puck on a stick, uh body uh positioning. To be able to get the puck off, yeah, and he'll just just shovel it to the net with it with his back, best backhand passer in in the history of the game. Uh, he he will do these quick shots that will throw you off too, which is which is another advantage. But you, you, 
pressure, pressure, pressure. Mm-hmm. And and you take your chances with the pressure. And you hope you hope you can win a draw. And you hope you can clear the puck without throwing it over the glass. Sure. And Vegas will take one or two of those penalties. Well, you, you, you just, yeah, no, it's 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 almost inevitable. It's there yeah. that that's going to happen. Yeah, it makes sense. You're gonna you're gonna take at least three penalties a game. Okay, that rule of thumb. You you hope it's not five, but look look through their game log this year. Tell me how many times the other club took less than three penalties against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll do that during the the commercial break. But you you get ready uh, on it. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you've got three penalties. That's just how the game works. It doesn't matter whether you're disciplined or undisciplined. That's just the game works. Mm-hmm. You're going to be shorthanded three times. You hope it's not five. Then you hope you have a good night in the draw. Then you have hope that you can somehow clear the puck. And after that, it's just trying to keep up. And taking and taking chances, mm-hmm. rolling rolling the dice, whatever terminology you want, that's what it is, and it can erupt at at any point. It's the most anticipated power play mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. You'll watch games, Seattle, Colorado last night. Power sure. play happens. Yeah, well, to me, teams on the power play. Yeah, Edmonton goes on the power play. Yeah, the world stops. Well, yeah, no, because you're like, 100%. what is going to happen here? Mm-hmm. Is this? When are they going to score? Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was like for LA. Yeah, it, it was. It was an inevitability. Yeah, just was. Vegas lost the special teams battle in a large tilted way mm-hmm. to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. but they dominated five on five. Right. Can you do the same thing? I think you can, but are you going to be able to dominate five on five enough? Because the Edmonton Oilers have a Significantly better power play than the Winnipeg Jets. And Winnipeg put five on the board. Right. So are you going to be able to dominate enough five on five? I, I don't know. That's going to be the, the really interesting thing in the series. I think they can. I think they can carry the load five on five to a, a similar level of Edmonton's power play. Then you get into a little bit of uh, just incidentals. Mm-hmm. Over here, does this work uh, on face-off percentages? Over here, on uh, goaltending, mm-hmm. who who wins that mm-hmm. battle? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I've got a scouting report on Stuart Skinner. It's very interesting on Stuart Skinner. Uh, I'll give you that uh, in a little bit as far as where I can see Vegas trying to take advantage of Stuart Skinner. Edmund, I told you guys last week that I watched the Edmonton LA series and was conflicted throughout. Whereas one minute I'd be like, I love to play Edmonton. Mm-hmm. They can't defend. <laughs> they let it goals in at a crazy yeah. pace. Yep. Oh, I don't want to play Edmonton. Look at that power play. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Vegas to play Edmonton. Uh they just so and then two seconds later, back to oh, Skinner looks wobbly. Yeah. They're they're not perfect. They're no. just really exciting and really good in in a couple of areas. This series is going to be a blast. Uh, I listen. It's going to be 
really exciting, really entertaining. I, I don't think that we're going to have too many 2-1, 3-2 games even. I think we're in for a lot of scoring. I think we're in for a lot of excitement, and I think it's going to go long. If it's three power plays a game for Edmonton, you might have to play a 5-4. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Sean Rook uh, is going to join us. Uh, Sean Rook from NHL.com will pop on. He's covering the series uh, for uh, the website, and he'll give us an uh, right-down-the-middle examination of what to expect in this series. That's next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Nice little groove coming in for Sean Rook. Shawnee, uh, NHL.com, uh, joins us from At The Ring Podcast. Uh, read his stuff on NHL.com. Uh, where, I'm looking for your preview here. Is it not up yet? Your series preview. It is not up yet. I'm working on it as we speak. You're distracting me. You were working on it. to be distracted. You were working on it yesterday when I was bugging you on VGK Today, the podcast, and you're still working on it now? Dude, it's a Mona Lisa. It's a masterpiece. It does not happen momentarily. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of other stuff. This feature's coming out. I know you're working on a, an angle uh, about Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. I, I was surprised that one versus two uh, does happen quite frequently, but this one seems to have a different level to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, because it took so long, right? Like, it, it took Jack Eichel eight years to reach the playoffs, and, and I, I don't, I can't think of many other places where, where that's happened. And, and look, as good as Connor McDavid is, it took him a while to get to the playoffs, and then it took him till last year to really kind of take that mantle. I, I thought, you know, it was really interesting uh, neither player wanted to talk about it all that much. You know, Connor spoke today in Los Angeles. Uh, they're practicing there um, today and staying there tomorrow and then coming here later. Um, to, I guess to try to open questions. But uh, he, he wanted nothing to do with it either. But, you know, Bruce Cassidy talked about it. And he, he was like, look, like Connor's in a different world. Like, there's no, that's not a fight against my guy. That's not, that's not anything. That's just facts. But, Jack Eichel's going to be up for playing him, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, Jack didn't want to get into it, but he said, yeah, there's players you get up for. And I asked him if Connor was one of them, and he goes, well, he's pretty good, isn't he? I think you've answered your own question, um, which is always a sin for a reporter to answer their own question. So I, I felt shame as I walked away. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Like, I, I think what Jack has to do is the simple things, right? I don't think he's going to outscore Connor McDavid. I don't think he's going to out... Uh, wow... Connor McDavid, but he can certainly, with the way that he plays the game now, he can do what he needs to do to help Vegas win, and in the end, I think that's more important than any personal stat. I will say the opportunity that Jack has is extraordinary. Yeah, of course it is. Like, this is the stage, right? I think a lot of people forget about Jack Eichel, to be honest. Um, you know, he went to Buffalo. He was a really good player in Buffalo. They thought that they were going to turn the corner quicker than they did. He kind of lost in the wilderness there every year. It was like, oh, this is going to be the year, and it never was. And so, you know, in the NHL, sometimes you get left behind because you're not on that big stage. People forget, right? right? It's, it's the big stage that defines players. Um, when, you, when you look at all the, the true superstars in the league, it's always been about where are you in April and May and June. Um and that hasn't been Jack's fortune. Um, and now it is, and he does. He has an amazing opportunity in front of him. 
because he can be a difference maker in this series. He's not, I'm not going to broadcast that he's going to score 10 points in six games like Connor McDavid did. And, you know, Connor actually was criticized a little bit because he wasn't scoring enough. Um, you know, I, I don't think Jack's going to do that, but I, I think that the way that the Vegas Golden Knights use him now and, and the way that they play and, and the way that he's willing to attend to the little things on the ice that you need to do in playoff hockey, he is in a position to make a huge impact here and, and to win over some of his critics. Sean Rourke with us from NHL.com. I, I did some digging into the history of Connor against Jack. They've played each other 13 times. They both have the same number of points at 15. If it works out like that, that's a win for Jack, right? That's a huge win for them. I think if they do that, like, listen, all the talk today was about slowing everything down, right? Like, if you can hold Honor McDavid to a point per game, you're slowing Edmonton down, right? You, you want to play a game where they don't score at will. You're gonna, it's going to be really hard to outscore them. You're going to have to score some goals in the series. They are not going to go quietly, either one of those guys, him or Leon Dreisaitl, or even let's throw Evan Bouchard into the picture, right? Their defenseman, he's got 10 points, the most by any defenseman in the playoffs. If you think about some of the names of uh, defenders that are in this playoffs, for Evan Bouchard to be number one, that's pretty impressive. So those guys aren't going to go quietly. But Edmonton has been in a position throughout the L.A. series to kind of outscore their mistakes. And if Vegas can limit their ability to out, outscore their mistakes, there's a, there's a road to success here. There's a path to victory here. You know, when you look at kind of this matchup, obviously we, we know what the Oilers did in round number one, 58% on the power play. Um, are the Golden Knights going to be able to, or do you believe that they'll be able to, at 5-on-5, five five, kind of make up for what the Oilers are going to be able to do on the power play? Well, that's where this series is going to be decided, I think, because you can't, you know, everybody says, oh, it's Edmund and Oilers, and, and their power play was historically good during the regular season. It's been, it was otherworldly during during the LA Kings series, so what's the answer? Oh, well, don't take penalties. <laughs> okay. Go play Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and don't take a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Selkie forward guy is not going to do that. Like, they force you into positions to take penalties. It's part of their offense. Like, let's get to the man advantage. We're going to put defenders in positions where they need to use their sticks to restrain us in order so we're not running wild. Like, I, I think it's just a given. But I do believe that Vegas is the, well, I know they're the least penalized team, and I do believe that they can stay that way. The problem is you can take two penalties in a game, and you're already down one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And they are. They're going to have to win and win decisively at five on four because all the special teams metrics go against them. Their power play has not been very good. Their penalty kill against Winnipeg wasn't very good. So I don't think they want to play non five on five hockey, even on the power play. I think they would rather be five on five a lot of times um, because you, if you're able to pin those big lines in and, and wear them down and cycle them. That's where your advantage is. You make those guys play defense. You make those guys work hard. And then there's nothing left in the offensive zone. Sean Rook with us from NHL.com, the co-host of At The Rink Podcast. Uh, who do you guys uh, working on this week on, on the pod? We're hoping to do it tomorrow. Our Steve producer, who you know very well, Bob Bender, is working feverishly right now 
They're talking about waking me up at 7 in the morning, Vegas time, to do it. I don't I, think that's very fair. I have to do but, that all the time with Bob Bender. We have the same producer. Uh, Bob's a mean yeah. son of a gun. He is a he's, he's He'll make you work. So they're talking about 7 a.m. in Vegas. I don't think that's right, man. I'm a visitor here. You live here. I need to I need to soak it all in. And if I got to get up at seven, I got to cut things short. You know, I got to be responsible. I'm gonna have a curfew. No, no. What's gonna happen here? I'll phone you at six thirty and tell you to start going home and getting ready for the podcast because that's what's gonna be <laughs> happening. You, you got to be going home when you're in Vegas. Uh, do you have a Do you have a thought on if there is a favorite in this series? And I'm not. Trying to put you on the spot, you can say Edmonton if you believe Edmonton. I'm I'm more curious from an outsider, an impartial person. Well, the experts are saying Edmonton. No, I think they're the favorite in the series. If you look at the Vegas numbers, right? Uh, to me, this is a coin flip series, right? Like I I, I look at it and I, and I see a way each team can win this series. I, I see, you know, clearly Edmonton can score like no other team. They, they were the top-scoring team in the first round. Um, you know, it wasn't even close, to be honest with you. And and Vegas is going to hang their hat on defense. They'll score some goals. You know, they scored almost four game against Winnipeg. Um, and, I, and I do think that, like I said, I think Edmonton has some defensive liabilities. I think they're a much better defensive team since they got Matias Ekholm. Um, and each team has a goalie that's never been here. And I think that's huge. I, Darren, you would know better than I would, but I, I think mentally at this point, as the stakes grow, that storyline becomes very big. Like, you, you can't get experience until you get experience. Like, you can't hold it against a guy that he's never been here. Um, but I do think as the stakes grow and as everything becomes more pronounced and, and there's a sharper focus on, on these two teams, right, the two of the eight that are left, I think this is the marquee second-round series. Nationally, I think a lot of people are going to be tuned into it because of the stars that are involved, because of the national imprint that Vegas has now, because of who the Edmonton Oilers are. So the scrutiny is going to be there, and I, I honestly you know, think that the goalie who handles it better could be the difference. You know, we, we spent a lot of time obviously talking about Connor McDavid and, and Jack Eichel, but you know, Leon Dreisaitl for... For as good as as impactful a player as as he is, I, I feel like at times he he kind of gets um, overlooked. How how do you go about shutting down Drysaddle? Not not just on the power play, but he does some stuff five on five that that few other players can can do. The, the passing's phenomenal. Um, how can the Golden Knights take Drysaddle and minimize his impact? Well, first of all, I think Leon Drysaddle is criminally underrated. Yeah. As good as he is, I don't think he gets half the credit he should because we all ooh and awe over Connor McDavid, and rightfully so. I think, you know, if Leon Dreisaitl was playing on the Colorado Avalanche or was playing on the New Jersey Devils or whoever it might be, we would be talking about this guy as the top five player in the NHL. And I don't, I think he's penalized because he plays with Connor, right? And, and how can you have two of the top five players in the world playing on the same team, right? It's the whole MVP argument. Um, but I, I think he's an incredible player. I, I think the way that you slow these guys down, because you're never going to stop them, is one, you make them play in their own end. For Vegas, if they can get their cycle going, and then with the big group of forwards they have, if they can hem Edmonton in and make those guys work in their own end, 
Connor McDavid doesn't want to work in his own end. Neither does Leon Dreisaitl. They want to go, go, go. And so if you can hem them in, if you can turn them over, you know, with them trying to escape the zone, you're going to make them work hard, and there's not going to be much left. And, and then when they're in their own, when they're in their attacking, and you just you have to be hard on these guys. There's no free passes. I, I think you know. Again, I thought Bruce was kind of on point today when he's like, you need to you need to understand who's out there, and you need to understand who's with who. The the thing I think that makes them dangerous is early in, in the King series they weren't playing together, and, and they were good, but they weren't great. And, and then you know. The Edmonton Oilers have a have a nuclear option. Things aren't going well. Oh, well, why don't we just put two of the three best players in the world together and see what happens? And that's what they did late in the series. And, and Los Angeles had no answers, and it's going to be very hard for for Vegas to answer. The answer again is they score. You need to score more. And when they're together, there's not a ton of depth behind them. Like that's when. Your other lines need to start winning those battles and caving in their second and third lines because the opportunity is there to do that, and you need to punish them for loading up. Uh, they should, Vegas, on that side of it, finish every check. Uh, I know I was talking to a couple of people that were surprised L.A. didn't do that uh, at times, and part of that is trying to catch up the puck and, and the play, but you do. You, uh, when you get an opportunity to hit those two guys, you got to make them feel something uh, at all times. I wonder, and uh, the last one for you, uh, if we'll see sort of a, you know, in three-on-three, it's a puck possession game, and if you've got it and there's no play, you'll take it outside the zone and and regroup. I wonder, because puck possession against McDavid and Dreisaitl is so important, if Vegas will adopt some of that, and if there's nothing available on an entry, whether they just turn around and, and cycle back or throw it back to the point and, and try again, that's one of the options where I could see Bruce Cassidy trying early on in the series. Yeah, and I think, you know, you look for clues of practice and, and having been at practice for the last two days, like, there's been a lot of small ice work. Mm-hmm. There's been a, on, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I think it's Monday, but on Saturdays, they practice four on four for an extended period. I've never seen that, ever. Um, you know, and Bruce said part of it was the Winnipeg series. There was a lot of four on four play. You know, guys were, were taking each other off the ice, and you'll see that in the playoffs. You'll see players try and take other players off the ice. Um, so maybe four on four is a little more prevalent. But when I look at it, I also see it as an opportunity, like you talked about in, in three on three, where you kind of cycle back and you you kind of recalibrate um, and you hold on to the puck. Like that's when you get down from five on five, whether you're doing four on four practice or two on two practice, to me, those are, those are drills that are set up for you to possess the puck for long periods of time to try and see the ice better, to, to understand what you're doing and to play keep away and, and to open up those seams and to attack. But you're right, 100%. The longer you hold the puck, the less they have it, right? And it doesn't matter what end you're in. If you're holding the puck, they can't score. Of course you want to hold it in the offensive end, but if you need to hold it in the neutral zone or your own end for a few seconds at a time to, to get the best opportunity to attack them, I, I think that's a, a brilliant way to go. When's your preview going to be up? When's my, oh, my preview? I, I'm finishing my daily story right now, okay. hitting send, and then I got 20 minutes on my preview, then that's up, and then we're following that in the next couple of days with the McDavid Eichel piece and a big piece on Laurent Brossois that I think everybody's going to like. That's awesome. That's some good stuff in it. 
And uh, where are you going to watch the Some game tonight? Stuff you haven't seen anywhere else, Darren. Even you haven't seen it. I know. I, that's why I follow you around uh, to where all your uh, interviews inside the dressing room. I'm just trying to grab by the, the way, crumbs. By the way, before you let me go, speaking of goalie gurus, if you guys are interested, and we talked about the goaltending duel here that's very unknown, I'm sure a lot of people don't know um, who Skinner is and, and are still trying to figure out who Laurent and Boisois is, even Vegas Golden Knight fans. Our goalie guru, who you know very well, is Kevin Woodley, just put up an exhaustive look at both goalies, looking at the last 50 goals they've given up and identifying their strengths and weaknesses. These scouting reports, we do them every year. They're so invaluable, even for people that understand goaltending, that you will read them and you will come out and you will know exactly what's happening in the goaltending battle in this series. I can't recommend them enough. Rourke, teams read them and they learn stuff from Woodley. That, that's a complete and utter, perfectly said pit of truth. Woodley knows as much as the teams know when it comes to breaking yeah. down goalies. And there is no layman in the world that knows more about goaltending than Kevin Woodley. Nope. Uh, he is the uh, goalie Yoda. Uh, had him on the trip last week, and uh, he was awesome. Uh, where are you going to watch the game before we let you go? I have so much writing to do, dude. It's going to be on the big screen here in my hotel room. Ah. I might sneak out after I finish, after the game's over. And get a good dinner. Lamest Vegas trip ever, right there. Um, Rourke, uh, love love you, and uh, have a good time tomorrow with uh, with your good friend friend Dan Rosen. Oh, Dan, Dan's so big time. We got to work around his schedule, not mine. <laughs> no, you and I. He's are... on the network. He's on the network. I saw that. Day, I know. Every day he's on the network. You know why? He shows up. I have a face. I'm on your radio show because I have a face for radio. Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan's got a face for TV. Yeah, you're you're a great uh, Zoom uh, interview guest when the camera's not working. Exactly. <laughs> well, I usually break them, so that's why. Uh, be good, Rourke. We'll talk to you tomorrow at the rink. Yeah, we'll see you at practice tomorrow. Looking forward to it. NHL.com, Sean Rourke uh, with us with a great preview that will be up in next little bit, as well as uh, game day stories uh, regarding the Vegas Golden Knights and their series against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll see you up hour number two in the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. John Rourke loves us. See, he wouldn't stop talking. Now we're late. Uh, we're going to give you a chance to qualify to win some tickets uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. This week, uh, we will open up those phone lines in just a little bit. We will also have one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and a little bit of Bruce Cassidy from today's practice at City National Arena as the Golden Knights return to work, getting set for the Oilers. Bit of a layoff. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's tough, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I'm just I'm I'm ready for this series to start. I'm ready for playoff hockey. I'm ready to be in the building. So uh, you know, about forty eight ish more hours until we get to do that. I'm gonna play off something that Bruce said today. It was I thought it was a secret, but now the secret's out. Uh, but it's uh, it's a cool <laughs> little bit of uh, just history <laughs> in the National Hockey League. How things used to be back in the day. When you'd make things a little uncomfortable for your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through it and went back uh, the other day. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hour number two is coming up.